I'm Steve Lascalzo, and this is The Way. We have reached the halfway point of the third season of The Mandalorian. Maybe not minutes-wise, but episode-wise, because episode five is going to begin the second half of an eight-episode season. This particular podcast is my first impression of the latest episode, Chapter 20, The Foundling. I did a lot of preparation in anticipation for a crazy week, but things kept popping up in real life, and I don't want to bore you with all of it, but I'm going to try something a little different and really, truly just give you my first impressions with no notes on the episode because this was a really important one, but also there wasn't much to it. It was a really short episode time-wise, but there were things that were happening that may impact the future of The Mandalorian and maybe even the future of Star Wars storytelling on television. I think my full reaction and discussion episode is a better place to deal with those kinds of topics. So (laughs) this is really going to be my first impressions. And if I don't get it out today, I might not get it out until, well, really close to the next episode. So let's just see what we can do with <laughs> with uh, our first impressions of Chapter 20, The Foundling, here on This Is The Way podcast. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Okay, so first off, this is not going to be necessarily in order. Again, no notes, just what I can remember from the episode. And yes, we pick up with the covert, but my first thoughts are about... Ahmed Best. And yes, if you don't know, you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, but maybe you don't. He was the actor that portrayed Jar Jar Binks. And I was just almost in shock that he was playing the character he was playing. It's a character from uh, the Jedi Temple game show that was on Disney Plus or Disney, no, not Disney Plus, Disney Junior or Disney Channel a couple of years back. And he's playing the same character, I think. And supposedly, in his mind, it's related to a character that was in Attack of the Clones in the bar scene with Obi-Wan and uh, uh, Anakin, the one where the Sleaze Bagano guy is talking about his death sticks. Well, apparently, Ahmed Beck is a character in the background And that was also played by the actor who played Jar Jar Binks, Ahmed Best. And then this one, Kelleran Beck, when they said, get him to Kelleran, didn't, I just had no idea. I still, it didn't connect for me. But then when he, the doors to the elevator open, and he's standing there and he says, Everything's going to be all right, kid. I mean, it took me a moment. But wow, I was just, I I was almost welling up with tears. I I really was. I was welling up with tears of happiness for this guy. Ahmed Best has been eviscerated. And look, I do not like the character of Jar Jar Binks. I think it was a huge, huge mistake. And I understand why George uh, wanted to have a kid-friendly character. I just think it was over-the-top, terrible. I think they should have... Uh, had C-3PO play that part. And yes, 
I know he they had him uh, made by Anakin. I think that was a bad choice too. But uh, I think they should have had done something different. I really did not like the character of Judger. I still don't. Uh, but there's no ill will towards the actor in my heart. Uh, I don't blame Ahmed Best for doing what he was asked to do. I still don't like the character. But he was just harassed and made fun of and blamed. Look, not everyone has always liked everything Star Wars, right? I, I think The Last Jedi definitely created a schism uh, among the fan base, and it really split us. But for some time, people were like, I hate the prequel episodes. They're terrible. I never felt that way. I just didn't like the character of Jar Jar Binks. But I didn't also send hate mail to Ahmed Best because he was the actor who played it. So he has endured a lot. And if you're not very familiar with it, I almost want to say don't search for it on the internet because it's really heartbreaking. Some of the things that he had to endure. And I mean, we're talking the, the full gamut from, you, you know, I hate you as a person to, you know, I hate the color of your skin. Just ridiculous Stupid stuff. So now, when he goes to comic cons or when he goes to autograph signing events, he doesn't have to, you know, do some stupid voice. And I, yeah, I know. I mean, I said it. I don't like Jar Jar. I don't think, I think the voice is dumb. I think it's all dumb. It's like a bad Roger Rabbit impression. But he doesn't have to be that anymore. He can be Keller and Beck, the Jedi who wielded two lightsabers. And saved the foundling Grogu. And oh yeah, by the way, he also played that character in the prequel series. This is big for him. This is huge. And it's hard not to notice it. And I wonder, I think it's got to be Dave Filoni and John Favreau who reached out to him. I, I still don't know. And I think in the coming weeks we might hear more about how it came about. Um, it could have just been Carl Weathers saying, hey, I think this is a great place for us to rejuvenate this man's, uh, you know, Hollywood career. Whatever it was, whoever did it, I applaud it. I'm really happy with what they did. And I'm just glad that we got to see this character. And maybe there's more to the story. I mean, he gets away in a Senate vehicle. I've heard some things already, like just a day after the episode appeared, that... Maybe this was Senator Jar Jar Binks who sent this ship. That would be just wild, you know. But just uh, that was my first, the biggest takeaway from the episode, I think for everyone, is going to be Kellerin Beck because there was a lot of talk in the weeks leading up to uh, the season. Like, who is going to be the one who saves Grogu? We saw a little bit of those scenes in the trailers for, for the show. And I thought it was just, he's not getting saved. I thought, and, and actually, to tell you the truth, I think it would have been better for him not to be saved, for him to be captured by the 501st and sent somewhere, and then pirates, you know, end up capturing the ship or taking him hostage, you know, to, to make money. I think that would have been a better story. And that may still be part of the story, right? Because we do know pirates end up having him. And that's why uh, Din Djarin goes and rescues him. But I got to believe 
there was a better story to be told if they had gone that route. But now, since they made that decision, there is nobody better in my mind. I mean, I I can't think of another person who deserves that honor. And what a gift for uh, Ahmed Best. What a gift. Because it makes him now a hero to the fans. Because everybody loves Grogu, right? Who taught you how to leap like a lerman, huh? There were some other important things happening in this episode, of course. Uh, I did like that Grogu was being just thrown into the fire, so to speak. I mean, initially I was like, what are they, crazy giving him these tasks to do this? But I think failure is a, or can be, a very important teacher. So them saying to these foundlings, like, look, you're going to fail right off the bat. Like, this kid is going to beat you. And how do you react to that? I think that is a really interesting and and probably a great teacher for these kids in combat that you are going to fail. And it's through your failures that you're going to learn how to succeed. So I like that it was kind of turned on its head where he did some flipping, you know, leaping like a Lerman kind of a thing. And uh, I, I like that he was down to nothing in the in the combat and then ended up winning. I think that's sending us a good sign. Like, he's using what he has. You know, you don't have to apologize for knowing the Force, right, if you're, if you're Grogu. He was outmatched. Uh, I mean, the kid who's fighting him, Ragnar, that we saw take the, the oath, I, I mean, this makes sense to me. He's going to play combat. He's going to be a lot better at using the tools. But then Grogu ends up beating him because he taps into something inside himself. That was great. I wasn't really on board with the capture by the Shriekhawk because I felt like uh, if they didn't save him that day, he was he should have been dead. And I know that they did have you know a, a helmet in the nest that we saw later and I mean if you've got to pick somebody to to take hostage like that for the the creature to take I guess you take the one that we saw and we connected with in the first episode. But I still, I, I didn't think it was reasonable. Especially when they made it like the mama was regurgitating it for the chicks in the nest. I, I thought that was really poorly done. I mean, it could have been done better. I don't know how they could have done it better. But it was just one of those things like, okay, they camp out underneath or at the bo- base of the thing. Then they climb up. And then it's not there, and there, you know, I just didn't think that that was done very well. That's my first impression. But I did, I loved everything about the Bo-Katan element in this. I loved how she's learning, like, a week ago, or last episode, I think, I was talking about how, you know, how do you eat? There's this bonding experience that comes from eating. And we see, oh, you get the honor of sitting by the fire. I thought that was great. I thought it was great how everyone else jets after the beast with their jetpacks. And she's got the presence of mind, like, no, I'm going to take my ship. I'm going to go scout. We're going to do this. You know, we're, we're going to plan this. I thought it was great that the armorer is walking alongside this. Look, when you when you first become a Christian, you need people in the church who are, uh, you know, who are experienced and who are in the word to tell you how to, you know, like, well, what do I do? I don't understand. Like, what does all this mean? 
So the armor is playing this part like she's very patient. She's not saying like uh you know she's not being she's not ridiculing the miracle that that Bo, uh that Bo-Katan saw. She's just walking along with it like yeah. You you know you're you're going to see things now. You're you're walking the path. You're going to you're going to experience things. I thought that was really terrific. I thought it was a great representation of what it means to bring someone into the fold like she's not being combative or even constructive criticism. She's just saying like, yes, this is going to take time. Like be patient. You know, she was being a leader and she's, (laughs) she's really mentoring Bo-Katan in the correct way to lead the Mandalorian people. Like maybe this cult doesn't have everything figured out, but I really like the representation that we're seeing on the screen. I thought that was really great. When you choose to walk the way of the Mandalore, You will see many things. But it was real. This is the way. I don't know where we go from here. I think we're going to have to see more of the shots from the trailers. I know there's an assault on Navarro. So perhaps we go back there. I think a lot of people expected when we heard that this episode was going to be directed by Carl Weathers that we were going to go back there. Like, he's directing, he'll be directing himself in some scenes. No, that's not the case. I thought Favreau and Filoni delivered a great script. And what he was asked to do, what Carl Weathers was asked to do, I thought he did wonderfully and there was a lot of stuff i saw on star wars twitter commending him and rightfully so if you ask me there was one brief moment in the episode where we go away from this covert and i don't know how many people i'm sure a lot of people picked up on it but early in season one whenever we saw the armor working on the armor hammering it out we would see din Djarin experience some flashbacks what a great choice to echo. You know, it, ringing in my mind all the time was like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. You know, the, the the clip of George Lucas saying that. What a great way to show us when that thing was hammering hammering out the Beskar and uh, uh, Grogu starts to experience those flashbacks. What a great way to tie those two characters together. And what a great choice. And like I said, I think I would have done something different but once I've now that I've seen what they chose to do with those flashback scenes, I think it was a great choice. I think Ahmed Best uh, ends up being the best choice for that. I I still think they should have done something different. But if you're going to have someone be the rescuer, so much better him than Barasafi or Ahsoka or something like that. I I just think kudos to those guys for putting their heads together and thinking like how. Can we resolve this? Because this is something they've set up, at least since the Book of Boba Fett, and maybe they've had this, you know, planned all along. I can't imagine that they had Ahmed Best in mind the whole time. But what a great choice, great episode, and I can't wait for Chapter Twenty One. Okay then. Okay, those are my initial thoughts on Season Three, Episode Four of The Mandalorian. If you would like to be part of an episode, send in a question, comment. I probably will respond. <laughs> we don't get a lot of them. I'm still not seeing great viewership numbers on our YouTube channel. Uh, there's 
been less less listens on the audio only podcast sites as well but i it's still much more than what i'm seeing on youtube i know you're out there so please help spread the word if you look at all of star wars and lucasfilm on social media it's a little bit gloom and doom out there right now projects are getting delayed canceled i i know less people are watching and consuming content now but, you know, content creators that are making a living off the commentary and news, they're the ones that are probably getting really nervous. I'm still doing this for fun. But if you want to listen to more podcasts like this one, you got to show your support. You can send an email to thisisthewaypodcast at gmail.com. Interact through a few different social media outlets. You can find links to those at linktree uh, slash thisisthewaypod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash this is the way pond i'm your host steve lascalzo there will be a reaction and discussion episode coming either later this week or early next week before episode five but these were my first impressions of season three episode four of the mandalorian the foundling may the force be with you always always